Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome back to Unbothered. It's great to be back. I know I've been off a couple weeks, busy with work, but needed to get back, need to get back regularly. Doing this, again, thank you all for those who listen, who have subscribed. Uh, means a lot. So today, I'm going to be talking about yesterday's playoff game, Saturday's playoff games, uh, the implications for that, some of the other things that have gone on in the NFL news, head coaching hires, head coaching keeps, all that good stuff I am going to get into. And of course, at the end, I haven't been able, my last podcast was the uh, day of the national championship. Of course, I predicted Michigan to win, haven't done one since, and still reliving that moment is it's been so great. And of course, being a Lions fan too, they're in the NFC championship game, so I will be getting into all that. But first, got to start off with the premier game when everybody's talking about the two quarterbacks, great matchup, Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills. Now, full disclosure, going into this game, I did pick the Bills to win. And I don't want to, you know, there's a phrase, and boy, was I wrong. I don't want to say say it like that and feel like I was way off base here because I wasn't. Uh, I thought Buffalo came in with, in, with a great game plan um, and played a mostly clean football game. Uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, want to, you know, talk about Josh Allen not playing at his best. And, you know, they're putting all this blame on Josh Allen right away. So I'm here to get the Josh Allen slander out of the way. There's two people I don't really tolerate slander for. That's Justin Herbert and Josh Allen. If you want to go off on them, you're not that well-versed. In football. I'm sorry. Now, Josh Allen yesterday played a really good football game. Uh, he had 252 uh, or 53 total yards. Um, you know, 186 passing, 72 rushing. Uh, threw for a touchdown, ran for two, so three total touchdowns. He was good. Uh you know, in the first half, James Cook was able to get it going, Ty Johnson. But then in the second half, they couldn't run the ball. So it was all Josh Allen. Again, this is a Josh-reliant football team. Why do I say that? Because the Kansas City Chiefs are not a Patrick Mahomes-reliant football team. Why do I know that? Because Patrick Mahomes was not their leading rusher. Isaiah Pacheco had 15 carries for 97 yards. Averaged six and a half yards a carry. Clyde Edwards-Alaire came in two times. Ran it for 31 yards. Okay. That means they're not Patrick Mahomes reliant because he's not leading the team in rushing. Yes, he was excellent and efficient throwing the football. But they had a great running game between Pacheco for the main part and then the two plays by Clyde. So they were able to run the ball for 146 yards. Whereas, again, Buffalo, James Cook, 18 carries for 61 total yards. That's 3.4 yards a carry. Again, I said Ty Johnson. But half of their rushing yards were from Josh Allen. That's just the facts. Josh Allen is this offense. He is asked to do everything in ways Mahomes is not asked to do. He is not asked to make up for the lack of a run game. He... Is not. That's why I say, oh, Josh Allen's this talented. And did Josh Allen play a perfect game? No, he did not. He had a, you know, a missed throw 
at the end of the game. Yeah, you say, you know, we'll put pressure on him, but hey, Josh Allen's got to adjust, throw it to Stephon Diggs, or make the a throw to Shakir. That's one vits on him. But again, Stephon Diggs had a catch he should have made. Sherfield had another catch he should have made. So there are plays to have been made, and the team didn't make these plays. And then it comes down to the kick. Tyler Bass missed the field goal at the end. That would have tied the game. Now, who knows what happens with a minute uh, or so left in the game, but you don't even give your defense a chance to make the stop. Josh Allen put them in a position to tie the game, and special teams failed. So again, is this season a failure for the Bills? Yeah, it is, uh, because when you're a team with Josh Allen, uh, you expect to do better. And I think there are some minor changes in place that have to be made. I think Stefan Diggs has to go. Uh, he talks a lot, and he does a lot of talking for someone with low production. You showed yesterday, you don't really need him. Uh, you have Dalton Kincaid, who I think is really good. Shakir is good. Obviously, you want a number one. Um, I would trade Stefan Diggs for a first-round pick and then get a wide receiver and run the Vikings route, uh, you know, I'll steal that from my brother because it's smart. You get younger, cheaper, and better. So I would go that route. I would trade Stephon Diggs. Worked out for the Chiefs. I think it could work out for the Bills. Another one is, again, all this Josh Allen hate. Now it's like, come on. Uh, We all know Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. We all knew Tom Brady was the best quarterback in the NFL for a long period of time. So So Peyton Manning didn't get as many rings as he could have got. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, same thing. Ben Roethlisberger, same thing because he was there. So same thing with this group of the Joe Burrows and the Josh Allens. Mahomes was there, and Mahomes has two right now, again, the Lamar Jacksons. But Josh Allen is in a conference that went from Tom Brady to Patrick Mahomes. Sometimes it happens. And we don't hate on Charles Barkley uh, or, you know, the great basketball great Stockton. Carl Malone, all of them for not winning a ring. Why? Because Michael Jordan was in their way. We don't say they're scrubs or, you know, we look back on them now as great players and there's just somebody in the way at the time. That's how we look at it. And I think that's how we'll look at it with Josh Allen if he never wins a ring. I think we'll look back. You know, history will be more kind to him in the future. Right now, these media fools want to tee off on him. But I think, again, Josh Allen... Excellent quarterback, top five talent, top five quarterback. Nobody can tell me different. Who's better than him right now outside of Mahomes, Burrow, and now Lamar Jackson? Those three. If you want to say those three, that's fine. But you had all these other people. Everybody was hyping up. Oh, Tua earlier in the year. No, Tua is not that guy. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, yeah, didn't even make the playoffs this year. Um, who else? Dak Prescott, oh, lost in the first round. Uh, we also, Jalen Hurts, he fell off too. So, you know, let's not go too far with the, with the Josh Allen stuff. Again, Chiefs played a, a better game. Patrick Mahomes did play better than Josh Allen, even though Josh Allen put his team in position to win the football game. They had the fumble there at the end, you know, or in the fourth quarter, uh, McCole Hardman fumbled it out of the end zone. And again, people want to talk about the rule. It's a good rule because you fumble the ball out of the end zone. 
what should happen in all instances where the ball goes out of bounds, it's returned to the spot of a fumble, which again is a good call. It goes to a team. But the touchback one, it's you're diving to get a touchdown. And if you don't get it and the ball goes back, it's like, yeah, it's the other team's ball because where do we spot it? From the spot of a fumble? You know, you have all this. I'm fine with the rule. But again, the Chiefs won six straight AFC Championship games, uh, outdueled the Bills in Buffalo. This one stings more because, again, it was in Buffalo. Um, uh, tough for them, but again, defensively too. Um, Buffalo had to be better, and I know they're playing with six backups uh, yesterday, but the defense, which was a good unit for the majority of this winning streak, really faltered um, here in this game, you know, the Chiefs were able to score plays on their opening, you know, three drives. And, of course, they had been kneeled down at the end of the first half. But then they opened the score, you know, two more touchdowns. So, really, first five real drives, they were scoring touchdowns and field goals. Defense has got to be better. You can't lock down, you know, with the last two possessions for the Chiefs and say, hey, we did it on two possessions, but five of them, we failed. Got to give some give and take. Um Again, I made my tweaks to Buffalo. Congratulations to the Chiefs for moving on. Tough one for Bill Sands to swallow. But now I want to get back to another game. So a common theme here between these two games, the one I'm about to mention, and the Bills is the field goal kicker. So Packers-Niners, another great game. Again, I thought the Bills uh, had the opportunity and chance to win. Didn't seize it. And same with the Packers. Had the opportunity, chance Anders Carlson missed a field goal. It wasn't game tying, but it was to go up by a touchdown um, with about eight minutes left. So the 49ers final drive, that wouldn't have proved to be the game winner. That would have been the game tire. And the Packers would have had a chance to win the game there at the end. And the play calling, I think, would have been better. uh, And Jordan Love wouldn't press as much. But the big thing I learned uh, just from watching this game, and I know a lot of people want to pick at the stats, you know, oh, Patrick Mahomes threw more yards than Josh Allen. That means it was better. Same thing. Oh, Brock Purdy threw more yards than Jordan Love. He was better. No, objectively looking at that game until the last throw by Jordan Love, which was bad, and he uh, he admitted it, Jordan Love was out playing Brock Purdy the whole game. He was really good. Yes, he had two interceptions. The first one was tipped. It was like you know, don't even touch the ball. Just let it hit the ground. Don't bat it up in the air for it to be intercepted or have a chance to. It's, dude, come on. I think it was Kraft who did it. Tight end for the Packers. But I thought Green Bay played a really good game. Jordan Love was amazing. Aaron Jones was sensational. I thought he was going to have to have a big game. 18 carries for 108 yards. San Francisco was not able to stop him defensively at all. And when... Debo got hurt. It felt like, oh, this offense misses something. Like, oh, it's this offense is not the same anymore, which is a big deal, again, for this weekend since they won the game. Uh, but George Kittle had an uncharacteristic drop. Again, the defense, and I was saying this, again, I didn't do a podcast, but I was telling uh, the fan over here, but hey, the Niners' rush defense, zone rush defense, is ranked 26. Underrated, but hey, they're not that good. The back end also 
isn't that strong. And Green Bay was able to work this offense. Uh, again, missed the field goal, which was a bummer. You know, you know, I knew he was going to miss it when uh, he went out there and Tom Rinaldi reporting for Fox said about what uh, Matt LaFleur, coach for the Packers, told him. He said, when he goes out there, referring to Carlson, I just pray. That is the opposite of the vote of confidence that you want. Once I heard that, I said, he's missing. And of course, he missed it. Just terrible kick. Um, but I think the Packers, again, are a good team. And I think it'll be good for a lot of years now because the core of this team is so young. Uh, frustrating to watch them blow that game away. Um, but credit to Brock Purdy on that final drive. Stepping up when needed and making the plays. Um, I have to give you credit for that. And the defense, again, you have to make the interceptions. Even though Jordan Love throws it to you, you got to catch him. And the defense did that. So hats off to the 49ers. McCaffrey, of course, as well. Haven't talked about him, but he was fantastic too. Just as Aaron Jones was, Christian McCaffrey, 17 carries, 98 yards, two touchdowns. Have a team on his back for majority of the game. That's what Christian McCaffrey does. He was sensational. Uh, but Brock Purdy, uh, most of the game struggled until that final drive. Um, we'll see what happens when he faces the Detroit Lions on Sunday. So let's talk about the Detroit Lions. Let's talk about those guys. And this feels so good. Being a Detroit Lions fan, you know, a little less objective now uh, because I did have picked them to win these two playoff games that they have played in. And this offense, this offense is so good. Ben Johnson, the play calling, the scheme, uh, and then Jared Goff's decision making within the limits of this offense, it's beautiful. To watch. Uh, he throws a great ball. Receivers, Josh Reynolds making plays. Jameer Gibbs running the football. Amon Ross St. Brown uh, is one of the best wide receivers in football. He's a top 10 wide receiver. You can promote him and demote Stephon Diggs immediately because this offense is legit. They really can't be stopped. They can be slowed down, I think, for periods of a game, but you can't shut them down. Uh, the only time they have been shut down Full disclosure is the Ravens, um, so I will give Mike McDonald his credit there. But this offense is really, really good. And I know a lot of people want to talk about the Lions defense. Oh, it's not that good. They allowed 408 yards. Baker threw for 350. But what do they do? They stop the run. And Tampa Bay could run the ball in the first half and early in the third quarter, but couldn't late in the game. Only had 89 yards. So when Detroit can stop the run, Get after the pass, uh, get after the thrower. Yes, that you know will leave them vulnerable to over-the-top big plays. You can succumb to those, but when you have this offense, it's, hey, you can do it. And if the Lions are opportunistic, they take the ball away like they did, it is a good feeling for the Detroit Lions. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, I told you so. Baker is not... That guy, he's not a great quarterback to make this group a great group. And that's just the facts. I don't think there is any point in this game where I thought, 
Wow, the Buccaneers have a chance to win this game. They're stealing the momentum, anything like that. Even after the drive at the end of the first half to make it 10-10, 90 yards in like a minute, still firmly in the Lions' control. And I also got to give a lot of credit to the front office, Brad Holmes and, you know, the scouting department and people up there. Because, I, you know, a lot of people were hating the Lions draft class this year, this past year, after, you know, initially. Not now, we don't hate them, but initially, a lot of people, websites giving them, you know, C-minus in the draft. Jameer Gibbs, biggest surprise. Uh, you know, Jack Campbell, Laporta, like, what is this team doing? Do they know how to draft? Like, what is this? Uh, now they can't say anything like that. Because they hit on their first four draft picks. Jameer Gibbs, stud. Campbell, stud. Brian Branch, stud. Laporta, stud. This offense is good, and I think Ben Johnson is going to get a head coaching job somewhere. But this is just remarkable what he's done. Detroit is in the NFC Championship game, and now I'm seeing you know, some great stats. You know, It's their first one since 1991. So the only two teams to, with the longest drought are now the Cowboys and Commanders. I believe 96 was what I saw. And the Lions, you know, you know, went 0-16 this century, but also have been to a NFC Championship game more recently than the Dallas Cowboys. It's just great. It really is. The Lions, the story, uh, the team, Dan Campbell, can't be talked about enough. Uh, they are the real deal. Uh, you know, in, in sidebar here, my preseason predictions, you know, I did have the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. Uh, I had a Niners-Cowboys NFC Championship game. But my divisional round was the Niners and the Lions. And I had the Niners winning that game against the uh, Lions. And even, you know, a few weeks ago, I think, I'd say five weeks ago, I would say, yeah, I would still have the Niners winning this game. But going into this game now, I truly think it's 50-50. I don't think the line is really reflective of this because the championship games are usually close. Seven-point favorites um, for the Niners I think is a bit much uh, because guess what? Both these teams are 12-5. and five. These are two good teams, and I know later in my week I'm going to do a podcast where I break down the position groups, you know, for each team and kind of check off, you know, which one would you rather have, coaching and quarterback, all that. But Lions are stacked right there with the Niners, especially in terms of offense. You know, NFC ranks, 49ers were one, Lions were two, and most of the year Lions were one until the final few weeks. So this group is really close, and the Niners' defense not as advertised, not as dominant as years past, so makes it advantageous there. So we'll see. This is going to be a great matchup. Looking forward to it. Lions did it. Now let's talk about the last game that I haven't yet to discuss. Texans-Ravens, why? Because this was the only true blowout of the week. The only game where I thought, wow, this is dominant. Because early... You know, in the game, the first half, it was, wow, this game is close. Baltimore making some mistakes. Houston sending a lot of pressure. 
Baltimore not adjusting until the second half. They were able to make the adjustment. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson throws a bad pass, should have been intercepted, and it isn't. And then right after that, he scrambles in for a touchdown to make it 17-10. They never look back and win 34-10. Lamar Jackson, two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. Pass rating of over 100. He was sensational. Uh, and even though, uh, you know, Lamar and his offense is good, even though they struggled at the beginning, picked it up. What's really impressed me is his defense and Mike McDonald. He... I just can't say enough good things about this defensive coordinator. Of course, started there, went to Michigan for a year, brought Michigan back for 2021 season, beat, of course, C.J. Stroud, uh, who is now 3-0, and the Harbaugh's are 4-0 against him. Um, but Mike McDonald, defensive mind there in Baltimore, is just doing some great things. Um, can't say enough to him. To me, I think, personally, he's the best defensive coordinator in the game Right now, I think Steve Wilkes does a fine job um, over there in San Francisco. I think Steve Spagnola for Kansas City is another great elite defensive mind. Dan Quinn for Dallas, uh, elite Todd Bowles for Tampa Bay, very good. You know, I think Raheem Morris for the Rams is good, but Mike McDonald is young and like the best of the best right now. Um, it's going to be very exciting to see him next week game plan this. Um, offense for the Chiefs because Mike McDonald's able to stop high-powering offenses in college, the Ohio State offense. This year, he was able to shut down the Niners offense. He was able to shut down uh, the Jags, the Rams when they were heating up, uh, the Chargers when they still had Herbert, the Lions. They were able to shut down a lot of teams, the Bengals. So we'll see if he can do this one, his toughest task yet against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Looking forward to it. This game is in Baltimore, home AFC Championship game for them. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. Uh, one versus three, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Mike McDonald in this defense, Steve Spagnuolo in their defense. Um, again, leaning towards uh, Baltimore here, uh, but I think it's going to be a classic, uh, just a great game uh, between these two teams. Uh, this weekend. Now I want to move on to some, I guess, NFL coaching things. Uh, I guess one thing I want to mention too is Lions did sign uh, Zach Ertz today. Um, I do think that is, I don't know if it's significant to me. It doesn't move the needle. Like, oh, that's a, you know, I think it's a smart move because Brock Wright, who did have a key catch yesterday, did have a forearm injury. Dan Campbell said it didn't look good. I thought, you know, it might have been broken. Uh, so we'll see officially, you know, he wouldn't play. But I think it's good to have Zach Ertz um, in there, back up to Laporta. Another guy who can make plays and then can block too, because Jonah Jackson uh, is expected to miss the NFC title game with a, you know, meniscus tear. So if you need to bring in extra personnel, um, I do think it is good um, for them. So I think it's a smart move for them moving forward. A couple other things. Uh, Chargers meeting with Jim Harbaugh yet again. Already had one interview. Uh, interviewing again. You know, he also has a second one scheduled with the Falcons. 
To me, it's weird that no one's been hired. Usually, when someone's hired, there's like a domino effect, which you get all these people in place. You still have Jim Harbaugh interviewing Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, Ben Johnson. Who's going to be the first one to fall? Um, again, I think Jim Harbaugh excuse me, is an excellent candidate for the Chargers. I think he could turn them around. Um, I do think there's a pull there of staying at Michigan another year. Um, but I would not be surprised if Harbaugh goes to the Chargers at all. I think it's a great fit, Justin Herbert and them. Um, again, nothing nothing wrong to say there. Another thing, Mike McCarthy staying with the Cowboys. I wasn't able to talk about this, Mike McCarthy. So, again, my NFC Super Bowl pick, not the team I projected to win it, but to represent the NFC was the Dallas Cowboys. They absolutely fell flat on their face, looked absolutely terrible in the biggest game of the year in the wild card round against the Packers. Packers looked great. Mike McCarthy didn't get a contract extension, and Jerry Jones said, let's run it back, let's do this again. And I don't get that. What's running it back going to do? Yes, you were 12-5 and the past three seasons under Mike McCarthy. You've won the division a couple times. And there's been a time where you didn't, and you've fallen short all three times, haven't made the championship game. What's going to change? You've made coordinator changes. The offense is still good. Dak is good. Uh, What's going to change running a bet? I think if you bring in a new coach with a new scheme, new philosophy that fires people up, uh, it's just better in coaching these big moments because Mike McCarthy just hasn't been uh, since the Super Bowl run with Aaron Rodgers. So I don't know why they run it back. Like, is the goal to lose in the first round or divisional round again? I don't get it. Again, the biggest thing here is Jerry Jones likes control, likes his people in place. Mike McCarthy is a yes man, isn't going to question Jerry or anything he does. He's going to allow Jerry to do his post-game interviews and all that after the game. So uh, Mike McCarthy is just... Uh, you know, Jerry Jones is the kingpin of his operation, but Mike McCarthy, he's just a guy. He, I'm not, Dallas Cowboys, I mean, bet, what's better set up for you than being the two seed at home, which you haven't lost a game in two years, two straight regular seasons, haven't lost a game. You have the Packers, a seven seed. No seven seed has ever beat a two seed in this format of the playoffs since there's just been one team with the bye. And you can't get it done. Yeah. Just don't, doesn't make sense to run it back. Uh, yeah. Uh, don't know. Don't know what to say about that. Another thing that happened when I was gone, Nick Saban retired. Had a feeling that would happen. Uh, honestly, if I had a podcast, I would have called that one. I said, he might be done. So he did retire. Kalen DeBoer of Washington did become a new head coach of Alabama. I think it's good. Obviously, it is a drop-off from Nick Saban. Uh, and the players are considering a drop-off because they've had numerous players enter the transfer portal, recruits um, leave. So Alabama, I think, will take a step back. I think in the long term, they'll be, you know, I don't want to see a leader great, as great as they were under Nick Saban. I think they'll still be good and relevant. But this year, they are going to take a step back. This is not going to be the same Alabama team 
that we have seen under Nick Saban the past two decades of dominance. It's just not. But Michigan did win the natty. It is the best Michigan team of all time. Undeniable. Best defense for a college football team of all time. I think that rivaled the 1903 Minnesota team. So yes, of this modern era. Best defense allowed under 10 points a game. Best. They stopped Jalen Milrow on the offense. They shut down Michael Penix in Washington. It won the national championship. Yes, this is the best Michigan team of all time. The best Michigan running back of all time, Blake Corum, they had. Uh, the best quarterback ever at Michigan, J.J. McCarthy, 27-1 and as a starter. In the modern era of college football, no quarterback has won more games. It's just played, He's played really good, efficiently, four turnovers all year. J.J. McCarthy is the guy, best quarterback in Michigan. Best offensive line I've seen. Best defensive line I've seen in terms of just a unit. Yes, other teams have had the Ojabo Hutchinson. But just this whole unit, the rotation, Jesse Mentor, best coordinator, best coach, Sharon Moore, Jim Harbaugh, uh, again, Mentor, best linebackers, uh, Michael Barrett, Junior Colson, best secondary, Will Johnson, uh, Mikey Saren still, Rod Moore, Makari Page, Keon Sab. I mean, you know, everything. This Michigan team still makes me emotional. Just this team was so good, so dominant, and to me, it is right to be up there with the 20, I think, 19 uh, LSU team uh, that won the Natty and the 2018 Clemson team uh, that won the Natty. Just so much talent. In, in the Georgia team last year, I'll say that. Uh, just phenomenal teams. You go 15-0, and 0, that's the company they're in. They're up there is, you know, in the Mount Rushmore of modern football Playoff teams in this era. We'll see where it goes from here. But really, really good. Uh, so, you know, just sensational. My final top six teams of the you know college football season would have been Alabama 6, uh, Texas 5, Florida State 4, uh, Georgia 3, Washington 2, Michigan 1. Uh, I think that's a fair top six. Uh, why? Alabama lost in a playoff game. Texas lost in a playoff game. Florida State got smoked by Georgia. I think if they had all their players, uh, you know, opt out, even without the quarterback, would have been a good fight. Um, Georgia, really good. Washington, good. Of course, Michigan won. Oh, and a couple other things I know I mentioned briefly, but Bill Belichick retired. I, no, I shouldn't say that. Shouldn't say retired. He left, though. Um, parted ways with... Um, the Patriots, again, I did mention, you know, briefly is getting interviews. Uh, again, that's shocking. Greatest coach of all time, most accomplished coach of all time, um, is on the market interviewing with the Falcons and other teams. Um, weird to see him walk away. Jared Mayo became the head coach right away. Good for the Patriots having that successor in place. Pete Carroll, another old quarter, another old coach, my bad, who... Uh, is out of coaching now, moved on to the front office. But, yeah, what a crazy couple of weeks. So, off season, I think it's going to be great. Championship game weekend, Super Bowl. It's going to be a strong finish to the NFL season. I am looking forward to it. I will talk to you all later. Bye, everybody.